Hi, I'm Wendy Sheridan, and this is The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. We are back. Our summer vacation is over already because the midterms are coming up before you know it, and we have stuff we have to tell you. That's right. And hi, I am Robin Renee. Thank you for joining us for episode 125. This season, we are exploring democracy. We'll be asking questions about preserving our democratic system, how we might reemerge from this precarious place we're in politically now with an even better system. How does U.S. democracy work as it intersects with capitalism, racism, and all of our identities? What can we learn from other countries and other time frames? How do democratic approaches function in small groups and interpersonal relationships? That's what we're talking about this season on The Leftscape. Yes, and we are looking forward to bringing you those conversations in upcoming episodes, but today we are guestless. Oh, <laughs> so we are just going to talk to you and, and each other. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the news. Maybe it will be even more news than we can handle today. We'll see. And in the Blanket Fort, we're going to chat about how to deal with news burnout. So that is actually very apropos. <laughs> and uh, we have a couple of listener questions to deal with as well. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah. But before that, uh, we're going to check in. And my question for Robin is, what did you do over our break? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> when did our break start? <laughs> In June sometime. Yeah, that's right. Uh, May. I don't know. Yeah, I did. I, I've been to some concerts. Oh, cool. Uh, I saw Kraftwerk a couple of times, which was fantastic. And I saw uh, Jonathan Richmond. I've been, I've been okay. I've been a little bit reclusive. I've been not, not necessarily myself. So I needed the rest actually. I, I, we, yeah. well, what I did was I actually took a break. Cool. Because normally. You went to the beach too, right? Yes. I've been to the beach. I'm going to the beach this weekend too. So that's, that's, that's always <laughs> a, a really, you know, that's my happy place actually. Yeah, I know. I know that's your happy place. Yeah. So, you know, but, um. I've been okay. And, and I normally do a lot more work for the podcast during our break, but I'm kind of, I think I needed an actual break. So now I'm playing catch up like people do when they go on break mm -hmm. from work and then they just have all these extra yes. things to do when yes. they get back. But, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am also playing catch up too, because I also needed a break, but uh, yeah. what did I do? I didn't do much. I did gardening. I did. Uh, oh, I've been knitting. Very so cool. I definitely give you major props for being able to make things like that. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's I <laughs> not a have skill to set keep, I have. <laughs> I it I have to keep my hands busy. Yeah. It's I, I don't know. It's the undiagnosed ADHD or whatever the fuck I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, um, wow. So that's uh pretty much what I did over our break. <laughs> that's good. Well, let us let you know about how to keep up with us. You can catch a new episode of The Leftscape every other Wednesday and subscribe to our show on the website, leftscape.com, or find us anywhere you get podcasts. You know, you know where to go. <laughs> and make sure you sign up for automatic downloads so you don't miss a show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Leftscape. You can check out our show notes on our website, which features links for you to follow our show guests and also to get more information on the topics we discuss. While you're on our site, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, The Leftscape Lookout. Your downloads, likes, follows, and subscriptions really help us grow. And if you want to go one step beyond, please leave us a review. We'd love it if you can give us five stars and a few kind words wherever you listen. 
And on Patreon, supporters can listen to our latest exclusive We Should Be Recording This segment. And this time, it's an hour of existential despair. Just what you need, I know. <laughs> but we, we, we're we not always so uh, heavy. Uh, it's, it definitely ranges a lot. We've got a lot of different stuff on there. But this most recent one, we did react to the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, which, of course, was not a happy day. Um, and we'll probably be talking about it in a little bit anyway. Yes, so. I, I think so. <laughs> Um, but you can join our Patreon for as little as $1 a month, and you, if you join at higher levels, you can receive exclusive swag and discounts and invitations to events that we're planning online and uh, in real life in the future. So we need your support to continue to improve our podcast, and we really appreciate everyone who supports us now. So we uh, Yes, we do. Yes, thank you so much. Yes. And now it's time for Three Random Facts and the Extended News. <laughs> <laughs> and our first fact, for those of you who are following us on Facebook might have seen this go by as a meme and, and a threat that I was going to talk about it in the show. That is, pufferfish release a toxin when they puff out that is meant to impair the attacker so they can safely escape. Ironically, this doesn't work on dolphins in the same way. It actually gets them high. So they purposely inflate them and pass them around to their dolphin friends for fun. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. <laughs> there's a video of this, which is amazing. I've seen, I'm sure there's more than one, but there's one that I've seen a lot, which is, uh, I love it, actually. I think. Are you going to be linking that from our webpage, I hope? I'm going to find it. And yeah, it's, okay. it's definitely cool. So I think we should call this section mostly animal facts, because that's kind of what we tend to yeah, but I got a non-animal fact. Yes, I, I noticed that. There's one non-animal fact. But my fact of the day is courtesy to a, a Facebook friend that I saw a post about this, which I had no idea about. Boar taint is the offensive odor or taste that can be evident during the cooking or eating of pork or pork products derived from non-castrated male pigs once they reach puberty. Boar taint is found in around 20% of male finishing pigs. So... And a finishing pig, I guess, is when they're getting to slaughtering weight. And I guess. So, yeah, I think that's what the... So, I don't <laughs> know from pork eating. That's not my thing. It's, I don't think it's, <laughs> it's anybody's thing here necessarily. But um, I just thought that was interesting. And their their dinner was ruined because the, the cooked meat that they cooked had boar taint. And I was like, what the oh, wow. hell is that? And so <laughs> that was, uh, I, that was definitely something I learned this week. Okay. <laughs> and the uh, final fact is not an animal fact. If you count one number every second, it takes about 11 and a half days to count to a million and almost 32 years to count to a billion. I'm going to get political. This is this is one reason why there should not exist billionaires. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good illustration of how <laughs> the difference between a million and a billion is like, wow. Well, it's three orders of magnitude, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, so it's going to be animals and math facts. <laughs> <from> now <on. laughs> that could entertain us for a long time, actually. I don't know about our listeners, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, news. so now <laughs> we must gird our loins and get into the news. So 
if you have been paying any attention at all to news outside of the United States, you may have noticed that I believe it was over the weekend uh, that the people of Sri Lanka have, they're trying to overthrow their government. They stormed the, the residence, I think, of the president and forced him to resign. I think that was like the big takeaway from this weekend. I saw images of that and it was unbelievable. I, yeah. I was like, that's storming something. Well, it, was it has to do, it has to, I mean, this, the, the situation in Sri Lanka is kind of dire yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, people have been protesting for months over the soaring prices of everything. And what is it? Their inflation, their inflation has gone. They have had a 54.6% inflation yeah. Yeah, no, in seems, Sri Lanka. It's seeming over like people truly can't January. live. It's just a, yeah. It's a and there's a, there's a food shortage and there's a fuel shortage and people are starving. And, and so their entire economy is in crisis. And so all of the, the, the people have risen up and they are, you know, they stormed the guy's house and, and he's, uh, he's gonna, um, he's going to resign or he has resigned. And one thing that happened was, um, in May, they, the country failed to make a, a payment on its foreign debt for the first time in its history. Mm. And I'm just bringing that up because it, Congress is always playing this brinkmanship game with our budget, with the debt ceiling. And when a country doesn't pay, pay make a debt payment on it, it's it the cat. The consequences of that are dire. So, and I, you know, so this is this is still like a a situation that's still in flux, and it has to do with their economy and. And when stuff happens like in the economy like that, it's suddenly, you know, the potential for food crises in areas and, and other things like that, it, it just multiplies. And, you know, this is one of those, it's like shit's happening yeah. <laughs> in the world. And, and we are, we're not really getting told about it in, in our normal news or or you know however you get if you get your news like just by looking at twitter or facebook you're not necessarily going to see this right yeah so yeah i was this was something that i wasn't as aware of i mean i you know i knew that there was unrest there but not to this extent so it yeah was good to learn about it um this past weekend yeah i was speaking of resignations boris johnson is out of office <laughs> or he's 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 is not he? no he's he stepped down from his the leader of, of his party, but I think he's not he, yeah, gone he's still yet. Prime he's minister. still prime minister and he's supposed to be waiting until they find a replacement or something like that. But uh, he's waiting for the re for the Brits to storm 10 Downing street and physically <laughs> remove him. <laughs> right. I guess. I, yeah. I, <sighs> I think uh, him being gone will be a good, a good thing for yeah. a lot of people. So Eventually, sooner than later, <laughs> that's going to happen, it seems. Yes. And and you may not remember this, but there's still a war going on in Ukraine. Yeah, our news would not indicate. It's not, it's really not, uh, it's not mentioned as often anymore, but it is still no. very much going on. Yeah. And, and I think what is it, the latest thing is 
that the Ukrainians are trying to amass a million soldier army to regain to take back the, the land that they've that have that has been taken by the Russians. And that's not a definite. It's like I think it was um the announcement was like the the analysts in the news article were saying that this is more of a wishful thinking or a hope that we could do this kind of thing than an actual definite thing that they're doing. And uh Zelensky that's his name, right? Yes. <laughs> the president of Ukraine. He's um he's still asking the Europeans and probably us for more weapons and stuff. They they need more supplies to keep fighting and and I don't know what's going to happen there either and I I hope they can I hope they can, you know, get their country back. Me too, very much so. I mean, from my understanding Putin didn't he didn't expect this at all. Like he didn't no. he thought it was going to be a super quick thing and which was horrible either way, but so he doesn't want to be in a long protracted war and now he's in one. So yeah, some people were positing that he would find some graceful way to say, oh, well, I only intended to take it this far and now we're done or something. But it seems like he's not doing that. He's Yeah, except that the on. taking, the Ukrainians are not accepting, well, we're just, yeah, you can, you can only have, you can have this much. Like, no, no, yeah. you can't, they're not there. And I don't blame them for that. Yeah. yeah. You know. Think about think about if it was us. Oh yeah. Think about if they, you know, they decided they wanted Alaska back or something, right? And what we would do. So, I can think of some <sighs> places I would let mine less if they took. <laughs> no, that's not funny. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, well, yeah, but we have to handle it today. We do. We do. <laughs> this happens when we're away for six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this isn't even stuff that's been piling up for the last six weeks. This is all like since Tuesday kind of thing, you know? Right. <laughs> um, which is one of the reasons why our blanket fort is going to be what it is going to be. Um, the Washburn fire at Yosemite is still burning, and now it is threatening the giant sequoias. And, you know, mm -hmm. That's, I don't even think it's contained yet. Just read that it's, it's threatening the sequoias now. It says estimated to have burned about <clears throat> 1,600 acres. Yeah, it is definitely not contained because the fire has doubled in size over um, since yesterday. Uh, today's the 11th. So that was Sunday. Since Sunday to Monday, the fire has doubled in size. And I guess they're still working on it. I don't know. They've definitely, they've evacuated a lot of people in the area and more than 35,000 wildfires that have burned across the U.S. so far this year, which is well above the average. Yeah, wow. Including one not so far from where I am in Wharton State Forest. And they think that that was started by an illegal campfire. <sighs> Um, but that was really big. And, uh, you know, it, it just, I mean, I could smell it. It was like, you know, mm. a giant campfire everywhere kind of a right. thing. You well, know? I know, but, but uh, Wharton burns sometimes. Yeah, they, I, they, they do, uh, controlled burns. Oh, they do? Okay. Occasionally. And, and I guess, you know, I mean, I know sometimes it, it does happen too, but, um, this was, this was not planned and not 
you know, not intentional. So it's kind of right. messed up. And I've heard tell of like bear sightings recently in the area because mm-hmm. they kind of some of them don't, maybe are misplaced now or displaced now, you know, and right. just wandering a bit more in people's yards and things. So it's kind of it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, and with the, the drying of the Southwest, it's not going to get any better. You know, that's, I mean, there's a water crisis out there, out West in the Southwest. And the fact that, you know, that they're in, like kind of in a drought now, that's not going to help anything. So. Okay. This really is, that was all the news I can handle, but apparently we've got to keep going. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, former Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, was assassinated last week. And that was, this is actually case in point of how so much news is overwhelming. Because I I remember sort of at the end of that day or maybe the next day or something, I happened to look on my phone and I saw a tweet by Obama talking about this and, you know, talking about their, you know, how he really valued their relationship and how heartbroken he was. And I went, oh my God, that did happen. Like I literally yeah. knew it happened, but so much shit had happened that I, it, it didn't even stay in my brain, like something that huge, you know, it was mm. very, very, it kind of really freaked me out actually. Uh, yeah. I will. The thing, you know, and I think Japan has some of the tightest gun control legislation in the con- in the world. Right. So that's why it was and, so shocking. And this was a, a homemade weapon. Yes, it was a homemade right? weapon. And then afterwards, I have I have friends that are they're Americans, but they're living in Korea, in South Korea. They're so they're t- they're in touch with a lot of, you know, Korean stuff and. There was Korean um, stuff because they're living there. <laughs> they're living there. Yes, yes. Joy in um, touch with Korean stuff. Go on. Well, they. This is where I get like information about things. So I know I'm joking. Um, somebody posted, uh, I guess, it's kind of an op-ed from somewhere, um, reminding everybody that Abe, that Shinzo Abe, refused to apologize to the Korean people for the Japanese. The genocide and the comfort women and all of the stuff they did to mm. to China and 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 the Koreas in World War Two. Yeah. Um, so there's still a lot of bad feeling about this person in Korea. Yeah. That. Thank you for that perspective too. Actually, yeah. That's that's good. I mean, it sucks that somebody got assassinated, but you know, there's <sighs> people are problematic. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. It's... No. Nobody's. I. I don't think. You know, no one needs to be, you know, uh, elevated to sainthood just because something like this happens, and it and it does suck too. But like, I'm appreciate hearing that. But it's but from what I my understanding of the guy who did it so far, they it's he said something about he has a he had a grudge against a certain organization, and it like what people are piecing together so far is that his mother, the shooter's mother was a member of the unification church at some point, the Moonies. And oh, that's what the unification church is. Yes. Oh I had forgotten. <laughs> and Shinzo Abe had made a couple, he made a speech to them in 20, it was an org- event that was sponsored by them in 2021. And then like m- more recently he had, like there was a statement that he made that was, um, 
like in that was read read by somebody else, but was in his uh, name. Hmm. And they were like sort of like peace mission type events or something like that. And then after that, someone advised him like it would be better that that you weren't associating yourself with things to do with this <laughs> particular organization or something like that. So there was something about that, but maybe the guy, the shooter had a grudge because of that association. I don't know. It sounds wow. kind of weirdly shaky, but people who are assassinating people have very different reasons. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. But that was like the first thing that was emerging that I saw. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what else? Um, I don't know. Do we want to talk about the other shootings that happened while we were away? It's like, I guess we could cover that now too. There were shootings while we were away, a lot of them, but I guess the two notables were, uh, the Chicago and the Philadelphia shootings over 4th of July. Yeah. Those are the ones that got the most press. Yeah. And in Chicago, it was horrendous that was just yes. you know that was insane I, seven people died i believe and a lot yeah more. Um, yeah i know and i know there was like that little girl who got orphaned yeah, yeah. just because they went to a fourth of july event right yeah that's it's, depressing yeah and in philadelphia i as far as i've heard i i, I haven't read the anything on it today but they were still trying to piece together where the shots came from. It was apparently a couple of police officers got, got grazed by bullets. Oh, wow. And and it was like this thing where this event that I've gone to that they have by the art museum. And I just I thankfully didn't go this year. I just celebrating was, that was kind of a rough one for me <laughs> this year for a 4th of July. So I sat it out, but um, it was like they heard people heard shots ringing out and like everyone scattered and ran and stuff, but they didn't know where it came from. And as far as I know, they they still haven't figured it out. They may have since um, I last saw the news, but it could have been an errant bullet. It could have been a fight. It could have been somebody celebrating shooting bullets, which is asinine, <laughs> but people do it. So it was still kind of mysterious, but no one was, there were some injuries, but I, I don't think anyone died as far as I heard. Philadelphia. But. Yeah, and there were there was actually Saturday night. Uh, I believe there was a shooting in Coney Island overnight, like in the early hours of Sunday morning, like two a.m. Probably, you know, when clubs were closing or something. I don't believe anybody was killed, but there's a few people who are in the hospital. And I didn't get a lot of details about that. And that was news to me. I hadn't even heard that one. So Yeah, well, I mean, I'm finding out about shootings because other friends of mine saying people who are living in X area, please check in. Right. That's how I find out about shootings these days. Right, right. But yeah, I, I'm really hoping that... I mean, I know this. they passed some gun laws because of the 4th of July stuff, but it's not enough. I don't think. Well, you know. we're getting, I mean, to get anywhere with that is kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I agree. I mean, I agree it's, with that. you know, it's maybe not yeah, amazing, but, I mean, but it's, what something. I want, it's something. What I want to see is, is the removal of the liability protections that the gun manufacturers have. Because hmm. that's, you know, I don't believe there's any other industry that, that gives that kind of protection to the manufacturers of any any other item 
Right. You know? So anyhow, what else do we got? Okay. This one is, uh, let's talk for a moment about the executive order that Biden signed, I believe, on Friday. He signed an executive order that was aimed at protecting access to abortion nationwide because it's, you know, federal level. It's not what we need to fix what the Supreme Court has done. Uh, that has to happen in Congress. And, you know, I guess because he was, I, I'm assuming he, you know, once once the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, he sat with his people and figured out what he can do immediately and legally, like what his, um, his how much he could do. So what he did do is he signed this executive order that has instructions to the Justice Department to make sure women can travel out of state for abortion care in states where they can't get it. It apparently addresses the elevated risks for patients, providers, and clinics, which include efforts to protect mobile clinics that have been deployed to state borders to offer care for out-of-state patients. They, he directs Attorney General Merrick Garland and the White House Counsel to convene volunteer lawyers and organizations to encourage robust legal representations of patients, providers, and third parties lawfully seeking or offering reproductive health care services throughout the country. Um, he also had in the executive order says it will provide leave for federal workers traveling for medical care. And he's hoping that that sets an example for private companies to do the same. Uh, some private companies have already uh, announced that they've expanded health benefits to pay for their employees' travel fees if they have to seek an abortion and they have to travel far for that. So, and also to increase privacy protection for people so they can't use data to things like that, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Additional measures to address the transfer and sale of sensitive health related data combat digital surveillance related to reproductive health care and protects people from fraudulent and deceptive practices. So it's something, but, you know, it needs to go through Congress. The House had already passed something in May and the Senate killed it. Um, right. And predictably, and sadly. Yeah. And Biden has said he would sign whatever, you know, gets through Congress immediately. So this is on us. We have to bug the shit out of our senators and get them to pass whatever the next bill that the House passes. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And I, I mean, it actually, and I do, it, it does sound p positive that he's taking whatever steps he can. Like you can't prevent the states that are going to make it illegal from making it illegal, I guess, at this point. Right. But you can do everything you can to help the people safely leave their state and do and take care of what they need to do <laughs> elsewhere. So yes, that helps for, for now, but yes. we, we do need more around that for sure. Can you tell us more about what's happening with the next hearing? The January 6th oh. committee has been, it's been okay. pretty, it's been really interesting and really yeah. uh, revealing. 
So. Yeah. By the time this airs, the latest session will have happened. Right. Uh, it'll happen tomorrow in our timeline. And by the time you guys hear this, it'll be in our past. So this is sort of time travel-y <laughs> happening here. Um, yeah. And, I, and I've been watching a lot of science fiction TV shows where time travel happens. So it's all in my head now. But uh, apparently uh, Steve Bannon has actually agreed to testify, but I don't think that's happening on Tuesday. I think it's Cipollone, right? He's going to testify. Yes, tomorrow. I think so. Um, have we? Has he not? Have we not been seeing him in video testimony all this time, or was that somebody else? Uh, one of the lawyers was. And I thought it was Cipollone, but maybe it wasn't. I, he, he was the one that John Oliver was um, remarking on the stuff in the background. Like the the poster from six from Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Oh and, gosh, and the and the silver wigs and and the baseball bat. The baseball bat, I remember. I don't remember who which one. Well, that was. I didn't. I didn't know that the poster was from the Fifty Shades of Grey movie until John Oliver said it because I have not seen that movie <laughs> and I have no plans to see that movie. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, I've heard. I have not heard good things about that particular movie uh, or the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hirschman? Was that? No. Never mind. I'm trying to look this up, but okay. I'm not finding it. So I'm but not going to say. But it, it may not be Cipollone. I, I kept thinking it was because he was a, a, a lawyer in the White House, but I don't know if he was the White House counsel per se, but I thought that was him. But anyway, okay. um, if it isn't, then it's a new guy that we haven't seen before, but if it's the same guy then I guess they have further questions for him and he's going to be testifying in person as well as on video. Um, I, I have been, you know, watching all of them live uh, cause I basically have no life anymore and I will be watching it tomorrow. Uh <laughs> yes. I'm definitely going to check it out too. It's uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely coming up with information that I think, Hopefully, the Justice Department, is, the Justice Department is looking into things, and and we'll see how far they take what they know. Yeah, I think that's what it is. They, I, I, I have been, and every, yeah, I am not the only person saying this. I need to see people getting arrested. I need to see people getting thrown out of Congress for, you know, under. I forget which amendment, but <laughs> there's an amendment that if you, you know, are doing sedition, that you cannot be in congress yeah don't and, do sedition. and they That's need to cool. enforce that rule <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah these I things need are to see this happening and uh, and then that and then the steve bannon thing made me go look up on wikipedia the there's a, a wikipedia page which is the list of people pardoned by uh donald trump and on his last day in office he granted 143 pardons and commutations um, and it just made me really, I mean, and it reminded me looking through that list, it reminded me of like, like the people who were convicted of war crimes in Iraq got, you know, they got a pardon and, and they're fine now and, and all this other stuff. It just don't look at that list if you want your blood pressure to stay low. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I need to watch my blood pressure. I might not have to. I might yeah. Don't, don't it. click the link. Oh, and I think that's, uh. Uh, I think that's almost all the news we can handle. Um, 
Although this, the last sentence of the Wikipedia article is he also commuted the sentences of dozens of people, including Detroit Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick and sports gambler Billy Walters. The latter had paid tens of thousands of dollars to former Trump attorney John M. Dowd to plead his case with Trump. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Justice for those who can afford it. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that's, more that's all the news, the news we're I handling. Today. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Are you ready to expand your education? Are you sure of your calling, but just keep getting slowed down by life's minor inconveniences? Are you excited to take your privilege beyond those useless, acceptable limits? Sounds like you're ready for the Karen Academy. Start out in a virtual classroom, then take it to the streets. At the Karen Academy, choose from beginner courses like Demand to Speak to the Manager, Send Back the Entree, Line Cutting, and Hairstyling 101. Then, take our advanced courses to become the expert Karen you already know you are. Choose from Upgrade Me to First Class Now, Advanced Department Store Tantrums, How to Stop a Person of Color from Working, Driving, Jogging, Barbecuing, or Birdwatching, or Specialize in I Don't Need a Mask, This is Tyranny! Enroll in the Karen Academy at karenacademy.edu, where your wish is everyone's command. Karen Academy, no relation to any nice Karens you may know. Welcome to the Blanket Fort. Where we, where we hide from all of the shit that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but really, the purpose is to come up with strategies and advice about when the world becomes overwhelming, as it does frequently these days for many, many reasons. Yes, and you and, have uh, something about how I to do. deal with all the news that we just dealt with. I do. And I also, right at this very second, I have a purring cat on my lap. And and I will say purring cats on laps is definitely a blanket for an activity <laughs> to do because it's really hard to be like upset when you have a purring cat on your lap. <laughs> so anyway, this episode or installment of the blanket fort is how to deal with the constant barrage of depressing and disturbing news. And this discussion is based off of a Twitter thread by an ex-CIA analyst named Cindy Otis that made the rounds of social media recently. And I believe that I have the thread posted on our Facebook page as well. So there's a bunch of risks that are associated with being overloaded with disturbing and negative negative content. And I've uh, experienced pretty much all of these <laughs> over the last six years. Some, some of them multiple t- multiples at once. They are complacency, which is becoming used to the news. So it starts to seem normal. And that's something that, you know, we've been, I've personally been fighting against since basically since November 6, 2016. Uh, You know, it's always that don't normalize these things. So complacency is is one. 
Paralysis is another, and that means you become overwhelmed to the point of inaction. And that's like, you know, and that, and actually that really happened to me. The most recent time was when the Supreme Court decision came down. And it, you know, because it, w- it was so much emotions and there were so many negative emotions. And, and it was like, I didn't, you know, what do we do? What do we do? And that's uh, the paralysis thing. And I think you kind of, Robin, you kind of go through that. I do. Phase. Yeah. Too. That happens to me in my personal world often too, when there's just so many, th- I just feel like there's so many things to deal with that I just kind of don't <laughs> do anything. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's, it's really, it's damaging. So I do want to learn how to do something better. I, I think I'm getting better at realizing it and getting out of that phase a little sooner than I used to, but it's still, it's hard. And I think yeah. the news does it too. Like just, the, and that's probably oh, yeah. part of the whole system, you know? Yes. Yes. And the third one is cultivating a crisis perspective where each breaking news item seems like a potentially world ending crisis to you. I have to say the and news I, doesn't help because everything is a bombshell on the news. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I know. It, they, yeah. And the way, yeah. Cause everybody wants you to click on their link and they are, you know, they're going to sensationalize their headlines yeah. to, to make you do that. And, and it's, and anyway, and the fourth one is depression and PTSD. Disturbing content is absolutely a trigger and you can actually end up getting PTSD by looking at like too much of it. And, and, it, uh, and I, I think me and, and uh, certainly some other people and maybe even you, like when you see, like if you're scrolling in your timeline and you're seeing a picture of a, a animal that's been hurt, you know, for, because it's been abused, you know, they, they used to, I remember, I remember people were posting pictures of abused animals to, you know, get money for a shelter or for whatever. And, and he kept saying, stop, you know, if you post this, we're going to block you because I, we can't deal with this shit anymore. You know, suddenly it comes up and, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why Facebook hides sensitive, what they call sensitive content, although their definition of that sometimes is ridiculous. But that's why they had to start doing that because you can actually get PTSD from that and then it's going to trigger you for more. Mm. And the symptoms of negative content overload also include exhaustion, random fevers, stress, and dizziness. So it's like also, you know, it. this kind of overload can mask actual medical conditions because you're thinking, oh, I'm just stressed from all of this other stuff. So you're feeling like these symptoms are your stress and it's not some, it's not this other thing that could happen. You know, the person that posted this information originally, you know, she's a CIA analyst and she was giving an example of one of her colleagues was ignoring brain cancer until it was stage four because he thought all the symptoms were stress related and not anything else. So he didn't go get checked out. So that's, um, Yeah. So that's, that's the problem. And what Cindy Otis recommends to combat this stuff, she has eight things. And the first one is take action. And that, and she means, what she means by that is, is volunteer, is do stuff in your community 
So you are actually part of solutions to problems in your local neighborhood, and you'll actually see results from that because otherwise you'll, you know, to, it's just to help you not feel helpless. So something more than just signing a petition that just you click the link and sign something right. or whatever, like actually right. go out and do a thing. Yeah, I actually like go and work at a food bank for, you know, volunteer, mm -hmm. put in volunteer hours somewhere in your community that needs volunteers, mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to be a lot of hours. It's just go do something because that way you're actually making a positive influence in the world. And all of these little positive influences will actually tend to move things in a better direction. Yes. You know? And the immediacy of that is really wonderful too. Like if, if you do something that helps someone have a meal like that day, like that's yeah. a really concrete thing that I think we can understand. Because yeah. a lot of these things we get so stressed and worried about are so, so huge and so beyond our control in some ways that I like that Indeed. idea. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. And the second thing is to accept your limits. You can't save the world all by yourself. When you've reached your limit, you need to tell yourself, I've done what I can today and then be done. And your brain might even tell you that you could be doing more, but you need to remind yourself that, you know, you, you know, if you, if you give, this is one of these things with the oxygen mask kind of analogy, you put it on your, your face first before you help the person in the seat next to you. Mm -hmm. This is part of, you know accepting your limits is part of your own self-care. So you don't burn yourself out on helping people. <laughs> so you, so, you know, you don't want to have a different burnout to compensate for the first burnout or overload, right. you know, the third one, and this is also very important is to research before panicking. I do not do this. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think my brother actually pointed this out to me the first with, I think the first time I talked to him about the Supreme court and I was very nervous and upset about something that had happened. And this is way before Roe v. Wade. This is years ago. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah, the first thing he says is, is, you know, don't panic. This is not, <laughs> this is not an immediate thing, you know, and then he would explain it to me and it, talk me down from the ledge kind of thing. Yeah. I think um, I have like an immediate response. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> breathe. And, and I definitely really try my best not to like just immediately share something because I get like upset and like just all of a sudden retweet it or something because it yeah, could I be bullshit. To, it could be not complete information. There's a lot of things, you know? Yes. I will. I, like I said, I'm not good with this. I am the panicking person. <laughs> So I'm I'm actually going to take this to heart. So if you don't know that this has happened before, it will seem more like an earth-ending crisis. If it has happened before, it's comforting to know how it was resolved and what might happen next. And I have found this is one of the reasons why I find Heather Cox Richardson's blogging on Facebook, her daily blogging on Facebook. Uh, she's a historian and she writes every day since, well, I, she may have been doing this before, but I think she really started it once Trump got elected because what she does is she's 
she's actually, I mean, I've, I remember panicking and then reading her post about the thing I'm panicking about. And she goes, you know, this has happened before. And she tells you the year. And she says that the, you know, Congress was, you know, when Congress was, uh, as divided and partisan as it is now, for example, it's happened before. And she talks about all of that stuff. She explains the historical context of the first time it happened or the first couple of times we've been in this situation and how we got out of it. And then, you know, just the reminder that, okay, America has actually dealt with this shit in the past has been helpful. A lot of the stuff we're seeing now actually happened like a hundred years ago or a little over, right around the 1920s, 1930s, similar things were happening. So like they had a um, pandemic and all the a lot of the other same political things. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. repeats itself. Um, so, so, knowing, so knowing that we're not in, unchar- in completely uncharted waters is very helpful. Yeah. Also, another thing she says that we should do, and this is uh, not Heather Cox Richardson, this is Cindy Otis says, <laughs> that we should get up and move. Yes. And that she means step away from the devices and the news and go for a walk, call a friend. She also said something about how, you know, at the CIA headquarters, there's people walking the halls all the time. And that's because they need to step away from their screens for a minute and, and re, you know, and, and process and just get away from it and, and put it in its place where it needs to be in your brain. Mm-hmm. I have been really trying to take that one to heart recently and re- just if, if for nothing, uh, for no other reason than to rest my eyes, because mm. I literally could look at screens all day long, you know, because yes. I do it all, all, all the time for work. And then I go out and inst- I mean, I love to walk, but often when I'm walking, I'm also playing Pokemon Go. So I'm still <laughs> looking at a thing. And then I go on Discord at night and hang out with people and chat and whatever and it's like that's a lot of screen time it's kind of like almost all screen time yeah so i'm really trying to reform that you know and this one the next one is set rules which also kind of dovetails into get up and move and that means set rules for yourself like you're going to say all right um you know from three to six o'clock, I'm not going to look at the news. Or, you know, you just set blocks of time where you step away from all of this stuff. Or sort of step away from news, step away from social media so you can recharge. Mm-hmm. It's just, like for me, I think tonight there's a crochet club at the library that I'm going to go to. And we don't, I don't think we talk about politics. It's mostly, I think mostly there's people there who are educators. So they, I, I listen to them complaining about students <laughs> and teaching. So, and, and not getting paid enough. Which can to be deal entertaining. With- <laughs> Some of the student stories that I hear are, are at least amusing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The next one is avoid getting sucked into dark holes. Uh, this is like avoiding what I call swirling vortices of doom, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> or doom scrolling, that kind of thing. Um, and beware of the algorithm, I think is the other part of that. Yes, thing. thank you. Yeah, that it's, you know, like if you're watching something awful on YouTube, the next awful thing is is like YouTube is saying, oh, yeah, you want to see this, more of this. So yeah. they're going to show you another one before you have time to turn it you off. You like so, awful? Um, Here's more awful. <laughs> yeah. 
focus on one issue at a time and deal with it before moving on. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like, if we don't do that, we, we present you a whole bunch of issues <laughs> <laughs> at once. Well, I mean, we, we just have an overview of conversation about well, what's know. going on. But if you were going to really sink into something like, like we're not, I, I think it's good to not what you said. Don't go down a rabbit hole, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The vortices of doom. Yeah. Doom scrolling, all that shit. Don't do it. Or at least, you know, limit your, limit the time you're doing that for God's sakes. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing is that you really can, when you're talking about online experiences, you can curate them more than you think, I think. Because some people, I think, say, well, tw- you know, Twitter is awful. I have to, I have to leave it. Or Facebook is awful. You know, well, I mean, p- political things aside, which I understand why people are leaving, you know, so some platforms, but in terms of the personal aspect, you can really choose who you follow and you can choose to not stop looking at someone's page that posts things that upset you, you know, because I think my, my social media experiences are really pretty good. Like once in a while, like some drama breaks through, but for the most part, I just don't, I don't go there. Like I have conversations mm. that I have about politics or about whatever things controversial thing but in their in their own groups and that's where people go to talk about those things and i'm not having fights with people from high school on my main page about (laughs) things you know and it it i think that helps a lot but you kind of have to set that up for yourself yes and you need fun you're allowed to feel happy you're allowed to have fun For example, you know, like you're allowed to go have a meal with your friends and have a good time. And I know that a lot of times you're looking at the shambles of everything and that everything's on fire and and you feel guilty if you give yourself five minutes of, you know, something that has nothing to do with any of that and it's just fun. And but you need that because if you don't, you're not going to be able to do any good for anyone else. You have to, you have to allow yourself to have moments of joy. Absolutely. And give yourself permission to do that. There's this old adage of, you know, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. And I think that's true in in terms of like keeping the fire of, keeping burning what you need to do to take action politically i think that's true to like stay aware of things don't be just like completely letting it gloss over and not not really be engaged but i don't think that pertains to your everyday moments like you don't need to be no. pissed off or or depressed or anything well, like that all the time because we do need that ends balance. up being unhealthy right it ends, up, ends up you get the paralysis and all the other lists well other things. than that i mean if you're angry all the time if you're I mean, it's, I say I'm angry all the time, but I also laugh a lot. I also, you know, find joy in a purring cat on my lap, which I probably said 15 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, I, I, you know, I find joy. I mean, I find less of it now watching a movie because I'm old and I've seen everything and nobody's doing anything new. But, you know, and occasionally, very rarely these days, I am surprised and delighted by a piece of entertainment. 
Mm. <laughs> and, you know, and that doesn't mean that I'm not angry still in general, but I, but to keep all of that anger inside of you 24 seven is going to create physical damage to your body. Yeah. And then you're going to get sick and then you're not going to be able to do anything for anybody. So it's not good. No. Yes. <laughs> so you need fun. Have fun. <laughs> and the, finally, uh, her last bit of advice is talk to someone. Whether it's your therapist or your person, talking will help. And I also want to, this is another news thing. And this was, a, we probably should have thrown this in as good news. The FCC has instituted a nationwide phone number 988 for mental health and suicide prevention. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, that went into effect, um, I think, today, Monday, the 11th. It's like brand new. It's it's going to be, you know, it's like calling 911 for fires and, and somebody, you know, something bad happening physically. Uh, the 988 number is going to be for mental health. I know New Jersey has set up their their hotline or their switchboard or whatever it is. It's in effect. It's working for New Jersey residents. And I believe it is also being enacted across the rest of the country. That is a brilliant idea. That is yeah. good news. Yeah. So it's just a couple of digits away if you need to Yeah. <laughs> Help or, is a couple of digits away. Right. <laughs> We can't give up and we need to stay engaged and we can't do that if we are overloaded. And I'm hoping uh, this advice will help you guys because it's already helped me. I will be research. I'm going to have to write that research before panicking and stick it on a, a sticky note <laughs> on my computer. Yeah. And I'm going to, well, I'm going to take the advice of several of these things, but turn off the screens a bit more. I think yeah. it'll be a good one for me and, and get out and move. And that's, that's really what yes. makes me happy. So I need yeah. more of that. Yeah. So, uh, so that's our, that's our blanket fort for today. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in the blanket fort, Wendy. So we got a couple of questions from our listeners this week. One of them, well, one, one question that we'll get to later is, we've had this question for a while. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Uh, but the first one just came up recently, and that was on our Facebook page, where Wendy posted a four-panel comic <laughs> that was, uh, you might be just be able to describe it, but it was a Buddha and his struggle to... Uh, release his mind or something like that. Well, yeah, it was, it was a guy in the yellow or the orange robes, not toga, but there's, <laughs> and he's sitting cross-legged in the thing and he's, he's reached his, he's, he's let go of his ego in the first panel. And then he's sitting there for two panels of blankness. And then the third panel, he's saying, he's basically saying something like, you know, oh, I'm the best at this or something, which was like a totally ego centric <laughs> comment. Right. And I thought it was really funny. And we got a lot of haha reacts and stuff like that. We got one message from someone who was like, how is this left? 
<laughs> and you said something like, well, we talk about things like this on our show, you know, a bit. And then he said, well, yeah, you do. And how, how is this leftist or something to that effect? And that sort of basically saying that we're missing the mark of what leftism is. And so I was, I was a little surprised at that reaction to this comic, because to me, it, it was kind of a joke on the foibles of human nature. Yeah. That's sort of how I took it. <laughs> I don't, I didn't think we were approaching it as, um, you know, like you need to meditate and that's our prescription <laughs> to you. Like I, I, I wasn't, <laughs> you know, cause I don't know that that's, yeah, that's sort of not, I don't know. Well, that that's not the point. That was not the point of your, I was pretty sure your intention was not that. No, <laughs> no, I kind of, we, we, I just remember years ago, we talked about the Buddhist excuse. Right. And it kind of, it, it, it kind of dovetailed in my head for that. And I knew you would appreciate it, which is. Why yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought it was very funny for sure. <laughs> and the Buddhist excuse that was like, that was a phenomenon I noticed in some of the spiritual communities where I travel, where it was just sort of like someone using non-attachment as a way to not give a fuck about anybody's feelings, kind of, in a, in a way that's not really, it's a little bit abusive or something like that. Yes. <laughs> I would say that. So not all Buddhists, but that was, that was a thing that occurred and I just gave it a name because I wanted to be snarky, but, um, but, but the deeper question i think was you know it was about defining leftism which i think could be a whole season at some point and i think that yeah. would be really cool to talk to people about their different aspects because there is no you know it really depends on the overton window of where you where you are and what you believe and you could believe it's all it's exactly only what marx wrote or something like that but people could also have other broader definitions from various scholars and political yeah. theorists about about that. But in general, we, on this show, we try to talk about all of the topics that come up in our communities that are over overarchingly uh, progressive communities. You know? Yes. So obviously, stuff that's going on in American politics is a lot of what we talk about ways that we can do better, you know, whether that's, you know, finding, finding political candidates who we want to help and focus on to especially activists that were outside of the, outside of that system, you know, mm -hmm. figuring out what we can do. And we're sort of, we're not pundits by any means. We're people <laughs> trying to sort it out for ourselves, you know? Right. And spirituality comes up in our in our circles, and it's one of the things that we talk about dealing with in term, including when it's bullshit and when it's helpful. You know. Yeah. So I don't know that that's. You know, it may not be included in the political theories of strict far left people, but I think it's part of the lives of a lot of people and worth looking at. You know. Yeah. So what other thoughts do you have on that? I, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, what our country, I mean, I guess the Overton window is the left, right spectrum thing. Cause 
Yeah, I mean, it depends on, like, you can move the window to a certain level where something that didn't used to be the norm becomes the norm and and that right, shifts. Yeah, right, right, exactly. right. Okay, yeah. okay, and, yeah. Uh, um, but, I mean, I believe our country is sort of, I mean, our our liberals are really centrists everywhere else. Right. You know, as as my, my friend Ange, Angie said in her interview in 2020, I think, uh, <laughs> that we do not have a left wing in this country. You know, we don't have like a far left. There's there aren't people not in the government. I mean, I definitely government. Yes. know Th- there far are people. left activists yes. and people. Yeah, for yes. sure. And and, uh, you know, and I never really thought about it until, you know, she pointed that out. And, and then it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And and, you know, and I keep thinking about well, I'm just going to this is going to go off in another direction, but I keep thinking about like our two party system really sucks and that we, I would prefer to have a more parliamentary system where we have to build a coalition, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, that gives, that gives space for people that are farther from the center, because I think a lot of uh, the political system tries to, except for whatever Trump is, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) most people try to, find the center and 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 strip away the sort of things that would make more progress in one yeah. way or another to to try to meet, reach the masses and i think in a parliamentary system you get a lot of those farther i farther left ideas have a better chance to make it into a, a platform ultimately you know yes and i i mean yes. the, the the opposite is also true so you need to be careful of the you know, uh, no, I know it's, there's, there is no, right. there's no ideal sure. s- system of government, obviously, because if there was, we would have figured it out and everybody would be doing that. Right. <laughs> but no, that's, but, but what we've got now isn't working. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, you know, progressivism scape is not a, a great name for a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I mean in person yeah, personally I think my politics um well it's a range. It's definitely on the left yeah. side of the dial, but there's, you know, I think I haven't figured out how to overthrow capitalism yet or if that's the only goal. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. you know, there's a lot I mean, there's a lot in I, it. That's a whole that's a whole conversation. You know? I don't want to give up my private property right this minute. So, you know, I'm not, I am not that far left either, Yeah. you know, and I have to, before, before I give up my private property, I, I would really have to understand what's replacing that. Right. You know? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. This is, yeah. this is a good conversation <laughs> and I want to continue it at some point because there's a lot to get into. There's a lot to yeah. get into. But the, but the short answer to that question was like, it was a silly cartoon about people yeah being people <laughs> that's that's what that yeah, was <laughs> that trying way. to curi- it's giving you pri- prime internet curation here that's all <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right uh what is our other question our other ask- question is evie vanderweil asks why are there more ufo sightings in the usa than anywhere else in the world yes <laughs> The first question is, how do you say her name? Vander Vanderweel. Vander. I think it's Vanderweel. Vander I every time I just I've spoken to Evie 
many times and I say, how do you say that again? <laughs> I think it's Vander Wheel. Anyway. Okay. And yeah, so what, uh, so I think, I feel like people see things that they are concerned about. And just like back in the day farther, like people were like nervous and worried about witches and <laughs> they would see, you know, this neighbor did witchcraft or this, you know, they would be overly concerned about it. And so they would think there were more witches than there were or, or whatever. Cause there were some, I'm sure there were always some of us somewhere, <laughs> but you know what I mean? But not, casting evil spells on their neighbors because that's ridiculous but anyway <laughs> yeah so it was like if you're if you're worried about witches you're going to see witches if you're worried about communists you're going to see communists and i think that there's like a preponderance of science fiction and things like that in the u.s that would make people think there's ufos if they're going crazy or if they're upset about something or if they see something in the sky that they don't know what it is and they just that's what their mind goes to that's what i guess okay well you're you're equating ufo with alien are you are you uh are you doing that well i mean a ufo i guess so i guess because most people yeah most people think of ufos as something from an alien planet but it doesn't have to be a ufo could be anything you don't know what it is right right sky right yeah. Right. And I'm going to answer, I'll give you my answer without, with a disclaimer that I have not looked at any of the UFO information that has been released from the federal government recently that was accompanying lots of bombshell uh, headlines. I just did not look at any of that because I had more pressing problems because I know it's not, whatever it is, it's not aliens. I know that. How do you know that? I know that because, because it's, it's, <laughs> I know that. Okay. I just know that. I don't think because they are. I think part of me kind of wants them to be it takes, in my fantasy, it, but no, I know it's it not. It takes too long. Interstellar distances are too big. Yeah. It's it's too big. It's just um, not a very likely explanation no. for these things. No, I, I think I think we would detect electromagnetic radiation, such as radio waves or some sort of other transmissions, well before anybody shows up here. Right. So my take on what UFOs are are advanced military equipment either from our country or from other countries that the general population is not exposed to. And they don't know the capacity that, that we have for making things that move weirdly. And, and my evidence for this or my basis for this attitude has to do with um, working with somebody that had worked at Aberdeen Proving Grounds in Maryland. And he said he was at, at the office one day and there's an airstrip there because, you know, test they, military equipment comes in and out all the time. And he goes, he's there one day and suddenly a whole bunch of army guys with guns ran into the building and stood in front of the windows and wouldn't let anybody look out the windows. 
and they heard something land and take off. Hmm. And the and eventually the guys in front of the windows left and everybody ran to the windows and there was nothing to see, not even contrails or anything in the sky at all. There was no sign of what had landed and took off at all. So there's shit that, you know, gets made that, that, uh, that is not knowledge that the general public can know at this point because it's classified and the people that know the classified stuff don't talk about it because they're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. And they don't, and they kind of check you out before they give you security. I've had security clearance. I know what the process is uh, to get at least a secret clearance, at least what it was uh, 40 years ago. And they will, if they think that you're going to talk, they're not going to, they're not going to give you security clearance. It's that simple. Right, right. So I think most of that stuff can be explained as somebody's military equipment. That's what I think. I think it's all terrestrial based. Right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I want to meet the David Bowie lookalike aliens one day because it would be so amazing. But uh, I'm okay with that not being reality. (laughs) 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 Thank you for the question, Evie. That was good. Well, I'm Robin Renee, and you can find me on Facebook at Robin Renee Fan or Instagram at Robin Renee Music and on Twitter at Spirit Rock Sexy. And if I am not heeding my best advice and staying offline a little <laughs> bit, at least, uh, you can find me on Discord at Androgena. So give me a shout if you're there and want to connect. And I'm Wendy Sheridan, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Wendy Cards. And on Twitter at Wendy Designs and on Etsy at Wendy Cards with a Z. And I'm not on, I mean, I have a Discord account, but I'm really not on there. So I'm not even going to bother. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, you can always reach out to us on social media at Leftscape. So send us your questions and your comments, and we look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, be well. Don't panic. And keep left. You've been listening to the Leftscape Podcast. Sound engineering by Wendy Sheridan. Show notes by Robin Renee. Fake sponsor messages by Ariel Sheridan. Web hosting by InMotion. Remote recording by Squadcast. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Leftscape. Become a patron of our show for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash leftscape. Thanks for listening.